Hello and welcome to No More Time, episode 11. My name is Ovid Belez and I'm one of your hosts and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, guys? Obed, it's good to be with you again here on the No Low Time Podcast, man. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. Yeah, definitely. It's it's great to be back. I know. We made it past that 10-episode mark, so there's only going on up from here. Yeah, exactly. No looking back now, I guess. No looking back now. I think we're growing and maturing with this thing so much very quickly, and, and I'm excited about the future of the show. Yeah, absolutely. So what's up, Joel, man? What you what you been up to? I, I think you mentioned that you went to the movies again over the weekend. I did. Um, so what's cool about me is, and I, I want to put this here because I know a lot of you guys hear me going to the movies quite frequently. Um, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy going to the movies like anyone else, but what's really cool is that I have a family member, specifically uh, one of my sisters. She's actually in the the film, television uh, medium from the background side. Um, from a directorial standpoint, she's actually an assistant director on a project right now, filming as we speak. Uh, so, I, you know, I really love and value to watch movies with her growing up. That's something that we've done. And now as she's in her profession, it's something that I really enjoy uh, sitting down talking with her. And in fact, I would love if maybe one of these days we'll get her on the show. We'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we went to see a movie together uh, this past weekend. Uh, Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes, and I've enjoyed the first two really a lot. I mean, the first one I liked, um, and I didn't, you know, I liked it, but I didn't really think much of it. Um, but the second one was so strong; it made me appreciate the first one even more. Um, so uh, the second one just just leaves a really a really strong mark on you. You you think like, how could I be so attached to the story about apes, and <laughs> they do it, uh, but. Then I, you know, watching this third one, watching it with her, I had such a good time. I know the reviews on it were really solid. Uh, I really think that they did a, a fantastic job with taking Caesar's story to the next level. And a lot of you who've already seen the the movie, you'll you know what I mean by, um, you know, this this the end of this trilogy, shall we say? Even though I do believe that they they did leave enough room to continue the franchise, and uh, you know. As as you know, everyone expected it, it's it's another knockout. I think it's funny to say who would have thought out of all the remakes that's done in Hollywood that Planet of the Apes would actually be a solid trilogy. Like who would have thought? And and what's funny is that they did reboot it back in the early two thousands, was it? it? Or late nineties with the Mark Wahlberg movie that was directed by Tim Burton. Tim Burton. And, yeah. and that movie was not great. Um, no. So it's very interesting to see how well they're doing now, and and they they've been able to create a you know trilogy of movies that's been phenomenal, and and looking back, I was like this, this was rebooted already, and it failed, and now and they were able to reboot it again. Uh, this is kind of like like Batman, I guess. It is, yeah, it is. It's funny, right? And, yeah. and um, that's the thing. Like it's a reboot, but at the same time, the way they have it. It's it pays homage to the original um, classic films. Like it's it is kind of like that preset up to those films. But I was asking, you know, my sister. I was like, you know, it feels like the way they're going, they can basically remake those movies. Not like exactly, but they can lead up to those films that they want and and remake them in the future. They've set themselves up with so many great options. You know, they can either just forget the old stuff and just kind of you know Easter egg throughout like they've done already with this film. And then the other ones, but uh, if they want to, they can remake it. Um, but I was I was asking here one of the first things is of how much I really enjoyed the movie, but I didn't want to say anything because I like to first hear like you know her response, 
And I, I asked her, I said, what do you think about this? Like, how do you feel about how it was? And she was like, wow, this movie's so good. She said, honestly, this is the, she's the saying, I'm, she goes, I don't know about you know, necessarily getting recognition in any capacity for it, you know, for this, but just the feeling for the film, it actually gave her an Oscar film type of feel, which she wow. would not think from a Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, for a sci-fi movie, that's 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 hard to see. Yeah, Sometimes, yeah, yeah. They don't it's usually awesome. get that kind of respect, but I mean, I think it's just because like how Oscar films they they give you such strong and compelling stories that it can make you sometimes feel uncomfortable or make you question certain things about humanity or just just a, uh, you know make you connect with the characters in in a, in a deep way. They did that with with a bunch of monkeys. I mean, so yeah. so it's something said there, and I I have to add this in there too. Andy Serkis deserves an Oscar for, for they need to create an Oscar for motion capture because this guy is amazing. He is a monkey in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he is there on set, so he acted. So that they they should definitely consider him uh, for for an Oscar. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm 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 glad to see that you know that sci-fi movies are are great, and uh, you know unfortunately, and I, I don't want to say unfortunately, but seriously, I really don't care that much about like you know type of Oscar bait movies like the movies that always win, where it's like a life drama and and you know a, a everyday stuff, and I I'm not a fan of that uh, because the reason that and and the reason that we go to the movies and this is why and and I know that like in 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 all um, you know art forms they need to evolve and be open to different things, um, but the way I feel about movies is that movies transport me to another place. Absolutely. So if I want to know about everyday life, I'll watch the news and be depressed. So <laughs> you know, to me, to me, movies are are you know not not that they're a form of escapism, but they kind of are they kind of are yeah yeah and and uh, i appreciate you know great sci-fi movies like you know we've had we've got a we've had a a very few uh very really strong sci-fi movies uh in the recent years so i'm excited i agree i agree and the way i look at film like you talked about the escape it's a similar way that i think about gaming or reading books absolutely Uh, there's a yes there's a humanity to it but i do believe in in this let's go to another place and forget our problems of everyday life, um, you know, and live out this other story. So, exactly. so I agree. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. What'd you do though, Obed? I'm sure you had some fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a really quiet weekend, but I did something that's uh, really cool and interesting. And it's the first time that I tried it. Uh, and I tried something like this. Uh, so Joe, for the first time ever, I tried the Oculus. Wow. VR, man. Yeah, so uh, I went to Best Buy over the weekend, and uh, they, you know, some some of the Best Buys in the area have an Oculus booth, and uh, it was open. There was no one on in line, and uh, and I asked the girl that was there, I was like, "Hey, can I try?" And she's like, "Sure, you just just type in your email address on a, on a tablet they have," um, and uh, and there was no wait, so uh, she started explaining everything to me, and and. Uh, you know what the what it's kind of like what's it gonna feel like and and all that stuff um so Joel I tried the oculus with the touch controllers um to, to me the the headset was cool and everything and I'll go over that in a, in a couple of minutes but those touch controllers 
that was really really nice oh yeah that was really really nice because uh you know how on uh say for example the uh, the Wii nunchuck or the uh, or the directional uh controller on the uh, playstation move so say for example it's kind of like holding two of those controllers uh, but each controller has uh, four set of, bu of face buttons and two triggers very easier yeah so yeah. so each each controller has all that um, and then uh, all the buttons are pressure sensitive uh, the triggers are pressure sensitive uh, and the the really cool thing about the controller itself Joel, um, the thumbsticks and the triggers have uh, touch sensors on it Oh wow! So it knows when you're touching them, um, and they react to the touch. Um, so, so to me, that that was the the most impressive thing. That was uh, those 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 touch controllers were really really nice. They felt really really good, and and they feel good for a second. And 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 you you grab them, and it's like all right, I'll do I'll do a ride on that on the VR game. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then you start the demo, and it's a whole different story. So um, uh, I played a demo, and, and it was like a first-person shooter type of demo. Uh, and, and it was like an Android, you know, robot hunter type of thing that they had going on. And um, and, it, and it was really interesting, man. Um, so I, I wore glasses, so the headset itself wasn't wasn't uncomfortable with me having wearing glasses right uh, i think the big problem here was that uh um uh the the girl that was in from oculus she put the headset on me and i i couldn't like really move it around and really touch the headset that much to adjust it so so that that was kind of a, a minus there but even with glasses it wasn't really uncomfortable so it was pretty comfortable the headset itself is not that heavy uh, so so you know it it, it, it was comfortable so it, it was a good experience but you could have adjusted it if you wanted to like i mean like in the situation the employees is controlling it but it does it seem like it's something that kind of can be adjusted to the person i think i think that the, that's the issue it's the control environment thing i guess like i think that once you put that thing on your house it's not going to be a problem okay um so in, and it's 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 pretty immersive. Um, uh, it does have some, uh, like I thought it was gonna be like super sharp because people swear by the Oculus, um, so <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like a super seamless experience. Um, yes, this is better than the Aladdin ride that Disney Quest had. <laughs> so it it does look much sharper. You know, it's HD. Um, it does have some of some of that screen door effect on it, like like what I've heard from the. Uh, PSVR, but but it looks good. It looks sharp, uh, and it's pretty immersive. Like once you put it in, you really can't see anything else but the what's inside the headset, and um, so it was pretty immersive. So the first the first in instinct is just try to look at my hands or look around or look down, uh, and, um, and so I, I look at my hands and then my hands are moving and i was like whoa this is really freaky and it's because of the controllers i was holding the controllers uh, <laughs> so my hands were, were moving around and it knows which uh and then because of the touch sensors on the on the controller uh i, I could see my fingers moving so that was really that was really cool wow. um so the only thing that she said is like do not walk it's like whatever you do 
do not walk. Because <laughs> I was going to say, how much yeah. room do you need around you like Man. to do this? Because I'm sure you, if you walk, like it doesn't change the way the game view is. Like it's not sensing you for your legs or anything. No, it does not. So it, it was sensing me. I could move, you know, I could move a 360 and it would sense that, but, uh, but I couldn't walk. So uh, your, your controller controls like the direction you start to move in, like your person so, or you don't yeah. you didn't even have that in the demo. So the demo, I, I, the, the movement on this demo, uh, was kind of like, like a teleport thing because, uh, movement in VR, uh, causes a lot of motion sickness. Oh yeah. So this demo, basically the way you moved is that you selected a, a spot and then, and then, and then it'll, it'll like fade out, fade out and fade in at that spot. Okay. So there was no really like, like forward or backwards movement. It did have a 360. Uh, so yeah, this thing was a first person shooter. Um, and it does before the shooting section, it has a, uh, uh, like a demo segment where you can pick like a robot body of, and you can pick it up with one hand and you can grab stuff with the other hand and you can, you know, stretch your arms out and you, you would pull parts out of the robot. Uh, so it was pretty cool. Uh, it looked good. The graphics were good uh, on that demo. Uh, it was pretty immersive. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not mind blown. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't spend $1,500 on, on this type of setup uh, just to, you know, ex have the experience. Um, but as a, as a, you know, novelty thing, and if you have the money, sure. Um, but, uh, I, 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 it was, it was good. It was impressive because of the immersion. Uh, and, um, and, and I've done some, you know, old school VR before back. And like I said, Disney quest and before that, some, you know, uh, uh, exhibits and whatnot, but nothing, not, not modern VR. So this is my first time with modern VR experience. And um, it it was good. I mean, the shooting on the uh, on that demo was not was not super super accurate, but uh, the game was fun. Like the demo was fun. I had to cut it short, and 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 the reason it's funny because it's like I, I didn't get sick. Uh, I didn't I didn't have any of that. Uh, but the reason that I had to cut it short was because my glasses started fogging up and I couldn't see. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. So the shreddy nerd started coming out <laughs> and started fogging up my glasses. Nerds, nerds, sweaty nerds. Yeah. So I took I took the headset off and she's like, Are you ready? It's like, Yeah, well, I would stay a little longer, but I can't see my glasses are fogged up. So um, <laughs> so I had to cut it short. Um, but it was good. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, like I said, it's it's the tech's still expensive. Uh, I know that Best Buy were they were advertising it because they were running that same deal that Amazon was running on uh, on uh, Prime Day, roast like three ninety nine for the Oculus with the touch controllers. Okay. So it was it was a very good deal, but they were all sold out. So. Oh yeah. In uh, in uh, in the uh, there was a guy that was like, oh man, it's three ninety nine. The lady was like, yeah, but you need the computer. Oh yeah, I got a computer at home. I got a laptop, and she's like, well. Yeah. You. you kind of need like a thousand dollar computer it's like so what's the cheaper as i can guess like well the, the and she's like well it's probably gonna be around 900 and after that it's up to you you could spend however much money you want yep and um so and the guy just walked away <laughs> of course because it, it, it's crazy money that most people it, just don't have 
Absolutely. So just the barrier of entry when it comes to money on that, it's 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 crazy. And that's holding um, it back from growing more widespread, like yeah. of people actually having it in their homes. Yeah, absolutely. When you can have PlayStation uh, VR for, you know, half the price, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can still have it on your TV and uh, PSVR has a lot of games and from what I heard is very comparable to Oculus. So I would just go for uh, PSVR if, if that's... Uh, you know, if you already have a PS4, uh, but if you have the machine, you know, and and you want to spend, I heard, I heard the uh, the HTC um, View, it's a lot better than the Oculus. So okay, that that could be that could be a difference, but it also it's also a lot more expensive. So it's like an eight hundred dollar setup versus o- Oculus you know. was bought by Microsoft, right? Uh, Facebook. Facebook, thank you. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Um. So it's funny because that they changed the signage. That they had a Best Buy because Best Buy just had the Oculus signage. Now it says Oculus by Facebook. <laughs> of course, yeah, you gotta so get they, that marketing. They, yeah, yeah, they have to change the uh, the branding on it. Um, but it was a good experience. Um, uh, it, it was fun. Like I said, if you have the money, sure, why not? Uh, but to the average people, average consumers, uh, it's it's a luxury item. And I would love to have like in a future show where we just have a topic about the future of gaming and talk or even just media in general. I would love for us to talk about that maybe one of these days and have that topic on the show because I feel like the battle between VR and AR is a real thing where, in my opinion, I think AR is is the future over VR, but VR is kind of the entry to an AR environment being more open or being more of a possibility. Um, even though AR already exists, but uh, I would love to talk about that in a future show. I think it's a it's a fascinating thing when you look upon the technologies that exist or are in the progress of being made. So Oculus is is uh, it's a cool thing. It's just too expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. V- VR in general, it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a bit much right now. Um, I- I'm sure that it'll come down eventually, and and once they figure out how to get wireless headsets. Then, then people are, are going to be a lot more willing to invest in it. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, before before we jump into the news, uh, unfortunately, we have to go through uh, a, a couple of uh, uh, you know passing aways that we had last week, uh, and um, and just just this afternoon that it was announced. Uh, so the first big one, Joe, uh, George Romero passed away. Uh, at the age of 77 from lung cancer, which is to me, it's not, not surprising. Um, <laughs> I, I always, every time that I saw a, a Romero interview, he was smoking, which was really <laughs> interesting. I was like, I, I don't recall ever seeing a George Romero interview where he wasn't smoking. Don't uh, smoke kids. Don't, yeah. No, don't, don't, don't do that. Um, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but going back uh joe uh george romero is what it's considered i personally consider him uh the the father of the modern zombie genre so he pretty much invented the undead zombie as as we know it of course we had uh other movies in the past like white white zombie with bella lugosi that introduced the concept of the of the zombie but they weren't really the undead coming back to life and eating people uh, so he was the one that uh pretty much invented the genre yeah yeah, yeah. it's a you know it's another passing in the, the world of hollywood and another pioneer for a specific type of genre you're not a genre that i'm 
you know invested into in any kind but uh you know it's definitely someone who who uh you know he said did something for the modern era you know alfred hitchcock did something for a time and and he is compared to him in some ways but he did something completely different in yep. storytelling and now you get things like the walking dead and all that stuff but it's interesting to look back on the history of uh, cinema in hollywood and how these these creators you know pioneered yeah absolutely things like uh the, like you said the, like the walking dead and and in gaming like things like resident evil you know sure. um he, he definitely impacted uh, uh pretty much the entertainment genre from there and even music you know that michael jackson thriller video <laughs> it's you know uh so without without him you we wouldn't have uh, that type of you know um horror so um so yeah we'll we'll miss romero and his antics uh and um we have two more man unfortunately and i just want to make this quick um uh martin landau passed away again another great actor uh he he was uh um 80 89 years old i believe when he passed away yeah um and uh and you know he was he's better known uh from north by northwest the offered the uh, hitchcock movie uh, and he was the uh, Mission Impossible, uh, the original Mission Impossible yep. cast. Um, so um, you know, movie legend, uh, very very well respected actor. So um, you know, had a had a wonderful career. So um, you know, we'll we'll also miss uh, Martin Lando. And and Joel Joel one one that really bumps me out that was just uh, announced today. Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park passed away. Uh, from um, what is an apparent suicide. Um, again, we got another one, Chris Cornell, a couple weeks ago, and now and uh, Chester Bennington. So this one hits me, man. Linkin Park was big for me when I was in college. It was one of those, like, Hybrid Theory was one of those CDs that I had on my car on loop, pretty much. Uh, and, um, man, uh, I'm really bummed about this one. So again, guys, if you... You know, have a loved one that's going through, you know, hard times, uh, depression and addiction, you know, uh, help them out, you know, take them to a therapist, take them to a doctor, uh, take them to a, a you know, a pastor if, if you're a spiritual person or, or you know, a priest, but, um, you know, help them out and um, hopefully, hopefully everything's going to be all right for, you know, your loved ones, but, you know, um, condolences to, you know, uh, the band and and of course his family he had six children so uh this is a, a pretty rough spot and he was just 41 yeah yeah i mean you know you think he's leaving his his family you know that that's something that's really hard uh, i'm so glad you said what you said there about um you know there's always people out there to talk to if you yourself is having you know um just difficulty just in, in life or um, just just a lot of emotion, different things going on. We all go through thing through through things, and and it's important to know that there's people out there who who you can always talk to, and you can always uh, you know find encouragement from. Uh, and so you know, it's it's when I saw that he died on on Chris Cannell's birthday, it's just I mean, it's it's just a very sad sad passing, especially in the world of of rock. Um, which is, you know, one of the biggest music genres of all time. So, um, you know, we're, we're def definitely uh, sad news to hear today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our condolences to uh, to to their families and fans for um, for all, all three of these gentlemen. So, 
um jill we'll, we'll just gonna move along and uh and and hopefully we can uh not bum everyone out anymore <laughs> i know so much um, sad news yeah yeah so uh jill evil happened over the weekend and uh and something very a lot of very exciting stuff got announced but uh all in all man it was a great evo and um the way i saw this evo um kind of like go on through through last weekend and it was pretty much like man this is like fighting game e3 yeah yeah because <laughs> it was a bunch of announcements uh uh you know a lot of hype in the community uh it pretty much evo pretty much became uh, this year evo pretty much became became like fighting con like like the con for the uh fighting games it took much. the next level jump in the way of its popularity all around and the competition was really fierce it was so passionate uh, it even had people crying right obed yeah yeah james chan at the end of the at the end of the street fighter 5 stream <laughs> was just just crying because he got really excited and uh because tokido said fighting games is 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 great it's a great thing <laughs> that's all he said too because they asked him what do you have to say because i only have one thing to say fighting games are great yeah. we'll take this this thing walks away and then uh he starts crying just because why do you have to say that he just breaks down <laughs> yeah. fighting games are great it just shows the passion yeah absolutely man it's it's a very passionate community you know like like all fighting you like all gaming communities you know it has its ups and downs and you know, has a certain level of yeah, toxicity, if you want to call it that. Sure. But, um, you know, that's that's on every game. <laughs> it's a sport, and it's a sporting event in its own way too. So yeah, absolutely, know. absolutely, it is. Uh, but um, man, a bunch of stuff happened, and a bunch of stuff got announced. Uh, and and we're just gonna go over through a, a couple of the the things that are of of note to to me. Um, Man, the whoever at Cap, at Capcom, Joel, that's approving character designs. That, that person needs to go, man. <laughs> I know we've had this conversation. Oh yeah, man, man, and 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 again, we go back to banana hair can and and <laughs> the weird proportion on ladies, and and then and then we talked about uh, the Marvel versus Capcom Infinite faces which we're getting there we will get there we'll get there but they announced abigail as um the next character for street fighter 5 and uh abigail if you didn't know it's a boss from uh final fight and it was a huge boss it's the uh the the boss before the last stage so um it, hey, this, it, it this character is massive it's gigantic it's ridic it's ridiculous it looks it looks dumb <laughs> so it's like it's like it's like it's like taller it's like taller than uh like he's even way taller than Zang than zangief and he's like you would have to stack like two characters on top of each other like his head touches the life bar it's so um, ridiculous it's it's ridiculous and then how, he looks weird and how do you justify a character of that size moving as fast as he does? I know, he moves really fast. Well, <laughs> and, and the funny thing, Joel, in, in Final Fight, he's a big character. He's basically a, a, a sprite swap from an, uh, an Andor or Hugo, uh, which as he's, known in the, as he's known in the Street Fighter universe or, or, or in the Street Fighter games because Final Fight and Street Fighter, are, are they share the same universe. Um, but it looks, it looks ridiculous. 
It's too, yeah. it's too much. Like on the game, he was big. Like he was definitely bigger than Hagar. You can tell, and uh, and 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 he would just kill you with one punch. Like like he would turn turn red. Like he does on on Street Fighter Five. <laughs> you notice, you notice, like he turns red. So on Final Fight, he would he would turn red and he would go like ah, and then just charge with a punch and he'll kill you with one punch. Um, one punch so man. That, yeah, one punch man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he has he has the throw like he would like like on Final Fight that he grabs you and he throws you and it just lets you fall down, and you know it, it it's faithful I guess and and what's interesting is that they were able to inject a lot of personality to a character that really didn't have personality, uh, and they did that fan beautifully. I mean they they pulled this character out of Final Fight, obscure character, and just injected him with a lot of character. Um, but at the same time, man, that character design, holy crap. I know. I mean, everyone loves a boss fight, but this is out of, just, <laughs> just out of character, just craziness. He said even, I mean, yes, the cool thing is they gave like a personality that you can somewhat be, you know, interested in more than just the name itself. But, uh, but my goodness, this is just a massive <laughs> crazy it is. thing. And, and it's funny because um, people people were saying, I was like, well, can you jump over? Can you do cross-ups? Can you even throw him? And yeah, you can do all those things. You can cross up. I guess uh, um, that, that was a big thing when I, when I, when I saw the character. It's like, can you even cross up that character? Uh, and yeah, you can, cross, you can cross him up. You can throw him. Um, you know, he's not, he's not a super character. He, he has the same weaknesses as, as everyone else does in right. the game. Um, the only thing being that his actual vitality uh, numbers are 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 a lot um, has more vitality points versus other characters. I think the um, highest character right now, vitality wise, is Zangief. He will have more vitality compared compared to Zangief. So he's pretty much a boss character. Um, but we'll see, man. I guess once we, once it's out in in the hands of the people, I guess we'll find out. And he comes out just next week, I believe, on the twenty fifth. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool thing. He's not an unbeatable character. Like it's someone that you can't beat. We're just talking about the look of this character is, is outrageous. And if you don't know what we're talking about, please look it up. Street Fighter Five Abigail reveal trailer. You'll see exactly what we're talking about <laughs> right away. Yeah, you'll definitely see it. Um, so. <laughs> Very pretty interesting choices there from Capcom, <laughs> um, and and just just sticking it with Capcom, Joe. Um, they revealed two characters today, but uh, there was some more news uh, that broke out um, from from Comic Con. Um, but we'll go we'll go over the uh, the stuff from Evo first. So Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy was announced for Marvel's Capcom Infinite, and Jetta from the Darkstalker games. Were, were both um, announced for Marvel vs. Capcom. So Gamora's character design is not bad. I, I kind of like it. Um, she looks kind of stiff. Some of the animations looks kind of stiff. Um, but her design's not bad. Uh, I see that they really touched up the face because I have seen a leaked picture and she looked really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they touched up her face uh, a little bit. So she looks a bit better. Um and also, I saw Joe during Evo during the demos that we're having that Chun Li's face looked different too. So they it looks like Capcom is at least attempting to fix can, some of these issues. But can they fix one character, Doctor Strange? Oh my God, that to, to me that's the worst, the worst it, one. 
it's really bad. Yeah, he looks awful. Like those hands look really weird, and his <laughs> face looks he looks weird overall. I would take Chun Li's weird monkey face over over uh, over <laughs> Doctor Strange any day, man. Even Dante, they they fixed Dante's face too, um, so he doesn't look as as janky as he looked on on the original demo. So it looks like Capcom is really putting <laughs> some work on, yeah. on fixing some of the issues that the fans brought up. I mean, the proportions are just ridiculous with Doctor Strange's hand sizes and this, the just the, the the body and the face. Um, uh, you know, I'm glad they they didn't get Gamora wrong because that would have been a big problem there. Yeah, she, she, she's getting more popular with the films, so mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, she looks she looks good. She doesn't look she doesn't look bad at all. Uh, I they fixed like I said they they fixed her face model. Um, I have no issues with the costume and the short hair. I mean, it's more faithful to the comics versus the movie. Um, so so her design's fine. I, yeah. I have no problems with her design. Like I said, some of her movements uh, seemed a little stiff, but um, you know that that could also be tweaked. Yeah, I mean, we we were talking about this before about how um, it, they kind of were making her like the Deadpool of the game, kind of because of her like they gave her like the space pistol gun kind of thing, like and and, and her sword. Um, but but the movements they can definitely do some touch ups too. Yeah, they can they can adjust that. Uh, and Joel, just from Comic Con today, that got confirmed. So Spider Man, uh, Nemesis from Resident Evil. Frank West from the uh, um, um, oh man, what's the name of those games? The ones that only came on Xbox, uh, the zombie games. Oh my god, uh, I can't believe I forgot those uh, names. Dead Rising. Dead no. Rising. Yep. Yeah, Dead, Dead Rising. Yeah. Yep. So, so Frank West from Dead. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Frank West from Dead Rising and, and Hagar from Final Fight got announced today. At, at Comic Con, well, they didn't get announced; they got leaked, and and then, and then uh, the uh, the Twitter for <laughs> MPC Infinite confirmed it. Um, so yeah, so that that got announced today. Uh, Spider Man looks fine because it's Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> Nemesis looks kind of weird. Frank West looks okay. Um, so again, we'll see. Uh, the only thing that I'm not that I'm not feeling, Joel, is that they're they're pretty much rehashing. Uh, the characters from Marvel's Capcom Three, and putting him putting them on this game instead of going for uh, more of a fresher take on the roster. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a missed opportunity in that way. Yeah, so I, I it, it they they should have they should have do, done done something fresher to keep the you know the fans more excited. And and I think I think they're not they're not doing doing that. It's been really predictable. Uh, <laughs> we'll move to predictable in a second, um, but it's been it's been really predictable, uh, you know, so far. So uh, I'm hoping that they they do some either good DLC or they make some good announcements. But so far, it's not selling me. I'll probably go grab it when I see it on sale afterwards but immediately i'm probably not gonna grab it i know i was talking to you about this about i would at this point i'm actually more interested in picking up i haven't picked the game up but uh injustice 2 than i am picking up this game so yeah yeah oh actually joe uh the uh, comic-con footage from gamora she looks a lot better in movement okay 
Yeah, so it looks like it's probably a different build. So she looks she she's moving a lot more fluid now. Okay. So she she actually looks pretty good. Nice. Yeah. They fixed that. Yeah, yeah. So um, well, there you go. So at least they, I, they I know that they're listening, uh, to to the fans. So that's that's great. So as long as they keep listening to the fans and um, and getting feedback, that's that's perfect. Although I think they could maybe get some better like QA testers or something, because <laughs> they yeah. they shouldn't. That's bad PR when people are ta remembering what happened wrong. Even then, you have to keep refixing yourself. Yeah. I, I don't it, know. Yeah, whoever whoever's approving the art design, it's not. And I don't know. And I don't know if it's someone from Marvel. I know that the aesthetics for uh, MVC, someone from Marvel. What I've heard is that Marvel has to approve. The aesthetics so that makes sense you know that yeah, definitely that, that marvel approved this art style um but they need to fix the faces <laughs> uh, and and when i said predictable joe uh man i didn't see the announcement coming but geese howard on tekken 7 so for those of you that don't know geese howard is the main uh antagonist of the fatal fury series uh, or especially a fatal fury one so, yeah, that happened, man. That was unexpected, and uh, he looks great. I know that reveal trailer was good. Yeah, the trailer's good. Uh, it, he has his moves. You know, he has the 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 Rapukans and the Shimpukans and the Raging Storm, and and he has the the counters with the predictable. And oh, uh, it's great. I think I'm gonna grab Tekken Seven, man. Oh yeah, I mean, especially you. You're you're a big fighting game fan, and then you got a character like this coming in. I know you'll you'll probably pick it up. Yeah, I think I think I'll grab it because it's. Uh, I've been wanting to get back into Street Fighter, and I'll probably do that. But uh, I'll probably grab it because it it looks so good. Like the graphics look good. It looks like the game. Uh, Tekken's always been solid with gameplay. Four was the only one that was a little bit spotty, uh, but even at its worst, Tekken's been great. So. You know something? I want to see if you get this game. I want to see you stream it on the No Load Time Twitch. We can try that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely try that. So I'll let, I'll let you know if I grab it. I'll let you know, guys, and we'll we'll stream it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Uh, and uh, just the uh, the the last announcement, and, and after this, we'll go over some quick bits um, from Evo. It's the uh, uh, the new Blaze Blue game they announced. Uh, which is called Blaze Blue Cross Track, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Got it. So it's a Japanese name for a video game, right there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very Japanese when you yeah. watch it, just the art style. Yeah, which is cool. Yep. So, uh, so uh, Blaze Blue is an anime fighter, and what what they what they're doing is that uh, there's not not a lot of gameplay details, but what they're doing is that they're bringing uh, Blaze Blue, Under Night in Birth, Ruby, and Persona 4 Arena, and they're mixing it up in a two versus two tag battle. Um, other than that, there's really not no no other details, but it looks good. I mean, Blaze Blue is phenomenal. I played a bunch of Blaze Blue on the Vita, and and I I, I really wanted to grab one for PS4, the last one that came out. Uh, but I, I just decided to just stick to you know other games, uh, but it looks it looks phenomenal. Uh, I can't wait to see some actual gameplay of it. 
Yeah, it's a it's a good good time too for twenty eighteen coming out. A lot of good team fighting yeah. games. Yeah. I went man, fighting games are back. Is uh, yeah. it feels that way after Evo especially. It's big. I remember uh Joe Beck uh in the uh the Street Fighter two Mortal Kombat two days where, you know, you you would get a new fighting game either at the arcades or on, on like uh, Super Nintendo or, or Genesis every week, you know, like internal, like you got like Eternal Champions and uh, Way of the Warrior, which was uh, a, a Naughty Dog game for the 3DO. It was, a Mortal, Dog. And it was a Mortal Kombat ripoff. It was an awful game. <laughs> Naughty Dog got, did something wrong. Yeah, they did something wrong. <laughs> well, it was, it was Naughty Dog. I think that was their first game. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't because they they, were, they did something else before that. <laughs> um, and there was that awful Kasumi Ninja for the Atari Jaguar, and and there's just is a lot of awful, awful games. Every once in a while, you'll get, uh, you you would get a fighting game like like the Turtles Tournament Fighters. The right. one for the super, the one for the Super NES was good. The other ones were were not great. Uh, <laughs> but every once in a while, you'll get you'll get a game like that that was good. Uh, but it was a you know because Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat were so popular back in the '90s, you would get this bombardment of uh, of bloatware, if you would call it, of fighting games. Uh, now it, it goes back to yeah, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat are very popular, but man, all of these games are good, <laughs> and that's the difference, and that's hard. <laughs> I know. I Street Fighter. You know these um these fighting games are back. Yeah, fighting games are back, and in, in in a big way. You know, it's not it's not just Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. And actually, it was just back in the nineties was just Street Fighter. I, in my opinion, Mortal Kombat wasn't a good game up until you know the later games. Uh, but that's a this whole different story. <laughs> um, but it, it man it's uh i, I think the, the the fighting fighting games are in in the best shape they have ever been and and i i am grateful and i am so excited um to see where where all these games are going and um i'm hoping to see see a lot more i know that we have a a a, a couple more games that that got announced that are coming next year like uh the uh Dragon Ball Fighter Fighter C that everyone at Evo was going crazy over and apparently it is it's legit apparently it's really really good um so just real quick and just going over the the uh, the news for uh uh dragon ball uh trunks got future trunks got announced for uh dragon ball fighter z uh, that's that's a given um he's, he's one of the more popular characters uh and they also announced a beta uh i believe july 27th they'll start the uh the beta with nine characters and uh, I'll see if I can get in. If not, I'll I'll definitely grab this game for sure when it comes out. But uh, I'll see if I can get in that beta. And also the uh, Decidia Final Fantasy NT for PS4. The beta. Uh, yeah, they're doing a beta as well. Um, that one's up for sign up. So you can if you go to the uh, Decidia site, you can sign up, and uh, they'll send you a beta code uh, once they're once they're ready to roll. Uh, so this also comes out early next year joe so maybe for evo next year we'll get two more games we'll get dragon ball fire z and we'll get the city who it just knows gets better it keeps getting better and bigger yeah. <laughs> so uh joe 
also another event happened over the weekend. D23 happened. Uh, tell me what's up with that, man. Yeah, D23, um, really, it just seems like that's another uh, event that's gotten bigger as well. I know the I past know. few years it was something that kind of felt more like like a media thing, but not necessarily something that the general public was too fascinated with, um, you know, unless you were a hardcore Disney fan, which is really centered. It's a Disney-inspired expo, so it's really just all things Disney. But they really, I think, got the fans more with this year's D23, just the news coming out from all things Disney, from their theme parks, their movies, and their games, and all the other things as well, but those are things some of the main uh, hitters. Um, <clears throat> we, we had some news come out, uh, first of all, from uh, the the Star Wars community. They had uh, you know some really cool behind-the-scenes sizzle reel that they put together um, that you know showed you know some more different footage that we hadn't seen for Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi that's coming out. It was really a powerful short clip talking about how there's things that are going to happen that were not expected uh, for this movie. And, and even having Mark Hamill saying, like, every time I think I know, like, everything about this franchise, they just throw another curveball. So the way they were talking about it from a story standpoint really sounds like it's going to be powerful. Maybe it could be an Empire Strikes Back kind of powerful. We'll see. That's a hard one to live up to because I think that's you and I's favorite Star Wars film. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, you know that that was really good. Also, the ending with uh, Carrie Fisher, you know, she says a couple words at the end there, and you know, I, that just right there is the money shot in itself. You put Carrie Fisher on the the front of this. I think this movie's gonna make a lot of money. Maybe similar so, to the yeah. Heath Ledger effect, you know. Yeah, I think I think the movie's good. This movie's gonna pay pay itself uh, on that on that opening weekend, and it will <laughs> probably pay for half of the Star Wars land. <laughs> parks as well pretty much pretty much yeah and then um yeah so so uh the, the, you know they, they gave more of an update also on that too they showed us a, yeah. a map layout from uh you know for the the next installment of their star wars what they what's the title they called it star wars a galaxy something a galaxy um is the name of, of the star wars land even though everyone's gonna just call it um, star wars yeah, land. Me... they're not gonna call it yeah, I call it Star Wars Land. <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna call it by the name. You know, just like how they they call you know Star Pandora, you know, at, at Animal Kingdom, everyone just calls it Avatar Land. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, so they showed some cool cool layout for there as well. Galaxy's Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Thank you. Um, again, everyone's just gonna call it Star Wars Land, but it, it looks pretty big. Like it's a lot of space that they're taking up, more than I thought. It is like a like um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the on the podcast, but I I, I did mention it to you. Uh, I went to Hollywood Studios about a month and a half, two months ago, um, and yeah, it's it's pretty big. Um, the uh, the land area that they're working on, it's it's um, it's about um, I'd say I really don't want to exaggerate, but it's a good third of what the park. Uh, the the actual size of the park right now, amazing! I so love that news. Big. Yeah, that makes me happy. They they so, need that. Oh, absolutely! And and they did also announce that the uh, uh, the Toy Story area will be opening summer of next year. Okay. Yep. So okay, they did cool. did announce that. Uh, so there's a new area opening next year, and then the uh, Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge opening uh, on uh, on 2019. Um, no, no actual month yet, 
Um, but Joe, the one the one announcement that really bummed me out, man, they're closing down the great movie, right? I was just about to say that. <laughs> you know, I saw I first saw I saw the way they tried to like pander to everyone because they were like, "We're doing our first ever Mickey and Minnie Mouse ride, yay!" But to kind of make you not think about that the great movie ride is closing down, that it's gonna be replaced with that. I mean, it, it, it it's a sad thing. I mean, it is outdated, but it's still a good ride. I mean, I, I really good, liked it. It is a good ride. Um, it, it was when uh when I fa- when I first wrote it. Uh, it was back in '93, the first time that I went uh, to to Hollywood Studios, and or back to Disney MGM Studios back then. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it and it was uh it was it was an experience, man. It it was real nice. Um, it, it's it looks like they they really maintained that that ride really well. Uh, I really didn't notice like weird stuff happening. Uh, a couple of things here and there in the alien area. But other than that, everything seemed to be functioning properly. I wrote it uh, last November, um, and everything looked fine. So, man, but I'm bummed because I, I really like that ride. Uh, again, we, we love movies. Uh, I really love, you know, classic movies and, and where, where cinema came from and all these movies that inspired, you know, uh, more movies and, you know, things like, like The Wizard of Oz and... And what I Casablanca, which I consider one of the greatest movies of all time, um, but you singing know, in the rain, I mean, singing so many. in the rain, and then the Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah, all these movies that are that are represented on the great movie ride, um, and uh, you know, there's there's a whole there's a history to this ride. This ride was never finished, as as it was you know originally intended, uh, and it was left like that. I didn't know that. But oh, you didn't know that. No. Yeah, you know the uh, the area before the Wizard of Oz. Yep. Uh, where the uh, you have Fantasia and Mickey is doing the Fantasia, uh, the Sorcerer Mickey thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That area was supposed to be uh, the uh, tornado that takes uh, that would take the the car or you know the uh, the moving theater uh, to Oz. Oh wow! So there was supposed to be a like a like a tornado area there, and uh, uh, some of the if you look at the uh, well, you can't really do it right now, but I <laughs> guess you could if you go to Hollywood Studios before it closes. Uh, <laughs> but if you go to to the ride, if you if you ride if you ride it, you notice that there's some wind like uh, uh, mural in that area and that's that's what it is it's part of wow. it's part of that uh, that part that never got built or, or got finished wow i did not know that wow yeah and and then the foot the uh the footlight parade uh um which is the first thing that you see when when the when the ride starts uh that used to move i did not know that uh and that thing broke like a couple of months after after the ride opened and they never fixed it <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so i mean it's it's a it's it's a you know a lot of history in this ride and um i hate to see it go um but they're definitely going for uh something pretty strong man doing me a mickey and mini ride that's that's pretty strong that is no that yep. is and, and, and it's cool that it's gonna be at hollywood studios the first you know ride with just the two of them and the idea sounds great i i only i can only imagine what the imagineers have in store for that ride what the, what they've planned yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, 
the uh, the other big big one, Joe, is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's finally finally coming to Florida. I know Epcot. Um, they they started off with that big announcement with Epcot because they already was talking. They were talking about. I think it was was it Brazil that they already had announced. I think was coming or something along those there lines. There was speculation that that Brazil was the the next pavilion in the world in the world showcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so there was there was speculation of that. I still think there's some truth to that, um, part partially. But, uh, anyways, Guardians of the Galaxy coming to replace the Ellen ride makes a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, for that that ride's been around for a while, and it's yeah. a large amount of space that that can easily be occupied. I remember you saying something along the lines that. They're supposedly not going to destroy the building. They're just going to uh, expand it or use it because it's still in good condition. Yeah, so what I heard is that the building is in good shape and they're not going to really tear it down. Uh, the ride itself, uh, I can tell you that it, it is pretty outdated. Starting with the Ellen video, uh, that's that's 21, 22 years old. <laughs> and, uh, and, and going through the ride itself, it's, it is pretty outdated. So, um, you know that's that's that with the ride there's nothing more to say you know it's a it's a 40 minute nap basically yeah yeah it's a long ride <laughs> yeah but um but yeah so it, it makes sense that they're going to use that that space what's cool about the picture that they revealed the concept art is that they may look like the outside is going to look quite different than even what they have at uh, the california adventure um right. they they have it look it looks to me more like um the way the Nova Corps uh, on the Nova, you know, planet that, that they have. The way it looked kind of in the film, you know, the sequence where in the first film where they're showing uh, uh, Gamora and Rocket and Groot kind of chasing uh, Quill with the orb, uh, you know, they're running around before they get caught by the Nova Corps. It kind of looks like that outside environment that they had on, on Nova. It does, they almost yeah. made it look like that's kind of the area that, that you're going to be experiencing. So even the outside is going to be an experience in itself, which is pretty cool. And yeah, well, they they uh they what they what I saw online, Joel, is that um they are actually expanding, so they're they're reusing the building, uh, but Disney already has approved um, permits to build behind the building, like in between uh, Mission Space and that building, all the way to the back, for wow. about the same size as the building. So they are expanding. Uh, that area wow yeah it would make sense i mean just with the, the images that they show it looks like the whole area there's going to be a guardians experience which is cool because mm -hmm. epcot itself is kind of like a space like very space friendly in future so i mean having a space ride you know matches that that kind of feel that you have and right next to mission space it's a good idea yeah. but um which by the way mission space is also getting a new mission too which is pretty cool um but but the thing that caught my attention was that when you read from the Disney website their wording on this, um, they don't—they make it—they don't say that Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is coming. They just say Guardians of the Galaxy: The Attraction is coming, similarly to the way of what debuted in California Adventure, which causes me to wonder. Is not that this ride's gonna be? I think it's gonna be just about the same thing, but there's a possibility they're gonna do something different here than what's even in yeah. California. I strongly no, it, believe that. It's totally, it's totally different, Joel. It's a totally different ride. Uh, basically, what they did in California is that they repurposed the uh, the Tower of Terror. And 
Right. Yeah, and California Adventures. So, um, so, so what it is uh, on this one is going to be a total, a totally original ride. Yeah, because I had heard rumors of more of like a kind of like an indoor roller coaster idea, um, with with maybe like three D or something. Um, so I mean, this might be a little bit of a ride that can compete against the rides at Universal, particularly it's maybe had... their their uh, their hot their Harry Potter rides that are really good. Um, yeah, maybe this is a ride that will compete. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Something that would compete with with the Harry Potter or the Spider Man ride at Islands of Adventure. Right. So, something like that. Yeah, that would make sense for them. And with Disney technology, you know, it's gonna look good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, with the other thing too, with Epcot, um, it's so funny how we had an episode a while back talking about Epcot needs some some changes, and here it is. But uh, Ratatouille is coming as well to the France Pavilion. Which is cool because they also have um, a four. They have a four D uh, Ratatouille adventure in Paris. But again, the wording on it is that it doesn't sound like it's going to be the exact same ride that's in France either. I mean, I could be wrong. It, it it could be, but they didn't necessarily. They just said similar. The wording was similar to the four D attraction. So I think there will be some subtle differences. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be something something more for the uh, U S market. Uh, versus some some of these rides that are especially in in uh, um, in um, Disneyland Paris, uh, a lot of these rides are are very uh, what's what's the right word? They're localized. Okay. So it's it's uh, it's some of the rides are a lot more localized. So this is probably going to be something broader, something more more for the American audience, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. But I still think there's a possibility Brazil comes as well. Maybe they just weren't prepared to make that announcement, or or maybe they're still kind of debating their plans for another space uh, in the World Showcase. Yeah. So I I think there's a lot more coming to Epcot. I just think, just like how they did, or you know, doing with Hollywood Studios, a lot of major changes where it needed some changes, and I think even Hollywood Studios is going to have more too, as as it makes more money from the Star Wars Absolutely. stuff. But I think Epcot's also going to be one of those places that's going to just continue to grow and thrive um, in, in a new new way and be re-inspired in, in many ways. Yeah, and and it's big, man. Uh, so what, I, what I've seen, Jill, so far uh, is, of course, they announced the Star Wars, uh, not announced, but it, there's a lot of strong rumors uh, that there will be a Star Wars-themed hotel at the in the Hollywood Studios area. Uh, so that's that's huge. Um, there's the the Ratatouille ride is on, and it's an expansion to the France Pavilion at Epcot. Uh, there's also very strong rumors that Animal Kingdom will have another ex- new expansion based on Zootopia. Wow! So, so there's a lot of rumors going around, man. Wow, Zootopia is a good move. It is uh. right. So yeah, no, this is this is a pleasant surprise. So yeah, I'm, I'm Disney just just keeps racking it up and doing cool stuff. Um, the, the other thing I did want to mention from D23, just outside of the uh, the theme parks, was uh, with uh, Avengers: Infinity War. They also, um, I think, with the big reveal because they had the cast come out, and what, which is what's to be expected, and they did show them a trailer. Which we none of us, you know, they didn't release it on the internet for any of us to see. So only people who were there at D twenty three got to see it. Sounds really awesome from the descriptions that I've read from it. 
I I really have a strong feeling this weekend with San Diego Comic Con that they're gonna put a trailer out on the internet. Um, because they do, Joe Russo recently made a comment um, to to some newspapers saying, you know, very soon you everyone will see uh, a trailer for Infinity War. Makes sense. Um, you know, we're we're on now. We're you know not little you know less than a year away from that film because the film's gonna come out in May next year. Um, so it would make sense for it to come. But they did make a reveal D twenty three specifically that the villains of of the film, which is funny, when we first saw that they had this announcement that was going to be coming, we speculated <laughs> on it because what they had is they had a they had a statue out on the floor of D twenty three of Thanos, and then they had four figures with uh, black tarps over them, and they said the big reveal is coming this this weekend, right? This last weekend, and when they saw the four tarps, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Maybe some props or something, and then. You texted me and said, "Hey Joel, you know what if that's the Fantastic Four? <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, like they like made a deal." And, and but at the same time, I was getting all excited because I mean, it makes sense. The last movie was garbage. They need they need help with that character. Yeah. Um, so so Marvel, if Marvel got the rights back to it, that'd be great. And if you look at the actual like the the shapes of everything, it did look like it could have been the Fantastic Four. Yep, it, it was not the Fantastic Four. They announced. <laughs> uh, the children of Thanos, as they call them, which is really just the Black Order, um, which is really cool because if you you know read the comics of the Avengers Infinity War, which is very old and, and dated, but it's still a great comic. Um, they actually have, or the Infinity Gauntlet comic, I should say, uh, they actually have uh, you know these characters, and there's more than just four characters that make up the Black Order, but they just chose four for this one. Uh, and they actually changed one character out that should have been a dwarf character, but they changed it out to a little bit of a new character. I think it's inspired by the dwarf character. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't think people are familiar at all with the Black Order in general. So I don't think audiences are going to be upset about that. I'm not really that upset about it. Um, it's it's fine. But, you know, it, it is interesting to see if they go maybe another route where they give Thanos more of a story than just a guy who is courting death, a guy who is in love with death. But maybe they'll make his story much more deeper, which I think the Roosters are capable of. Where in the comics with the Black Order, their job is specifically to find Thanos' son. Uh, Thanos has a son that is a big character. I don't want to spoil too much of the story if you want to read it. Um, but I think that in the movie, they'll use them more about collecting each of the each of the stones that he doesn't have. But it's possible his son will come into play because it seems like just this move shows that they did use the source material from Infinity Gauntlet, which the original rumors were that that, that this movie is going to be a two-parter, and the first one would be the Infinity Gauntlet, and the second one would be the Infinity War. They made it that, that this movie is just the Infinity War, but it's possible that Avengers 4 will have still a tie-in. Maybe Thanos won't just end in this movie. Maybe he'll move into the next one or whatever they have planned. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it would be smart to to do multiple movies with Thanos since he's a big character and he's like the big baddie of the Marvel Universe. Well, it's him and Galactus, but Galactus is a cloud. It's fine. Um, so. <laughs> and they don't have the rights then if they Not had really. fantastic four they could yeah so. yeah so but this is the the big baddie for marvel so they they need to go all out and it's it's probably going to be the two-parter uh but yeah 
man exciting i can't i can't wait to see a trailer i can't wait for that movie uh, so i'm really really excited for that one yep d23 yeah. was good i mean that, that's some of the main stuff oh also kingdom hearts 3 uh, we can't forget about that you want to give them a little insight of kingdom hearts 3 yeah yeah just just real quick and because uh, i have i have breaking news joel um that i, I want to talk about um, oh, okay yeah and uh so uh kingdom hearts 3 yeah it looks great man uh, remember back in the PS2 days when uh, Cass Harai promised us Toy Story graphics? Here you go. We finally get the Toy Story graphics because this actually looks better than Toy Story One when you it when you look amazing. at it. It looks great, right? Um, so they showed about a five-minute trailer. Uh, There's going for a 2018 uh, release date. Um, they only only confirmed New World is the the Toy Story world that they added. Uh, there's rumors that there will be a Marvel and a Star Wars world. I, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 looks great, man. It's It's been a long time in the making and uh, long overdue, so I'm hoping that the, this game comes out soon. Uh, like, like they said, 2018, but we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking spring 2019, Joe, for this one. Yeah, these games take a while to, to be made, and I know you're more of a Kingdom Hearts guy than I am, uh, but I, honestly, when I saw this trailer, just seeing the Toy Story gameplay and how good it looks, okay, I, I definitely would pick up this game. Yeah, it looks it looks real good, and if you haven't played the other ones, uh, the uh, there's the uh, PS4, uh, the 1.5 and 2.5 collection. Uh, they're on PS4 and they they run great. So and they're they're good games. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. So Joel, breaking news. Uh, real quick from uh from Fox. Uh, Noah Hawley, the guy that uh that prepped and created the Legion, uh, series for for Fox, uh, is in charge of a Doctor Doom movie. Oh no. Yep. So it just got announced. Oh no. <laughs> and uh. Got a, got announced about a half hour ago, but, um, but yeah, so, so we'll see. Oh, I mean, will this be you know a new beginning? Will this be the final nail in the coffin? I, we'll see, I, man. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a raw reaction here, guys. So this is news to me. This is this is terrible. This is oh, no. terrible. Legion, uh, I don't care how good Legion is or any of these other things that this guy has done. You're make, Dr. Doom is the biggest character, if biggest villain aside from Magneto, I think, in the Marvel like comic books. Yeah. And you're going to make a movie just about the villain. You couldn't even get the main good guys right. Now you're going to try and make a movie just about the villain? No. I pass. Meh, pass. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man, I guess we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I, I I won't be shocked if this thing's dead before next year, and then they they try and make us forget that this is even what was announced. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I just saw it. So I just wanted to share with you some breaking news <laughs> <laughs> on the yeah. spot. So our reaction from Joe, you heard it here first. Oh, um, <laughs> good grief! So so. Uh, real quick, Joel. Uh, just before we wrap up, uh, the uh, the last two bits of of Disney, <clears throat> of, I'm sorry, D23 that that I want to touch on uh, is uh, the light cycle ride is coming to Magic Kingdom next to Space Mountain. 
Uh, looks like it's the same one that's in Shanghai Disneyland right now. Uh, and yeah, the Tron uh, ride. Yeah, the Tron light cycles. Yep. Yeah, so that's good. Good addition to Tomorrowland. They need they need it. So uh, Tomorrowland's uh, man, I it's it's the state of Tomorrowland. That 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 could be a podcast right there. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> excuse me, Dad and Hugh Jackman's car on the Lion King. Yes. Yeah. Great choice. He, tro- he trolled us. We thought that it was going to be Wolverine in, in Infinity War. We did. Yeah. And it, and it was it was uh, uh he got cast as car on the upcoming live action Lion King, which I heard uh, there was a preview at D23 and everyone is really excited for it. Yeah, they actually showed apparently the circle of life, like in the actual scene, like when they're singing it or something. So, sequence, yeah. and I heard it's one to one. So, oh, crazy, man. yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, good stuff, man. Lots, of, lots to talk about. Lots to take in. Uh, thank you guys for for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, Joe, where can everyone find us? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. Um, please make sure to stay connected with us on social media by giving us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time. Uh, that by staying connected in that way, you'll see all the updates from us, conversational um, news, anything about our podcast, so you can stay connected that way. And then as well, we want to make sure you subscribe so you know when the latest episodes are out which you can do that by subscribing to No Low Time on SoundCloud or on iTunes or Google Play. So if you're on iPhone, you could follow us on app on iTunes. If you're on an Android, go to the Google Play Store, search No Low Time, subscribe to us. You'll get the latest episodes. And lastly, we'd love to hear your feedback, any questions, comments, anything you want to talk to Obed or myself about. Feel free to shoot us an email, noloadtime at gmail.com. Again, that's noloadtime at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys, and look forward to the next episode. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And uh, as always, we'll leave you with a song of the show. And this is uh, fittingly, since Abigail got announced, uh, this, is the, <laughs> <laughs> this is the Bay Area theme, which is uh, the, the song itself is called Walk in the Park from Final Fight. And this is the uh, Sega CD version. So thank you guys again, and we'll see you next time. See you guys next time. Great choice, Obed. <laughs>